You're listening to episode 17 of the Spinoff Success Podcast. Welcome to the Spinoff Success Podcast with Beth Phillips. Join me each week for inspiring stories about people leveraging tools, platforms, systems, and skills to create thriving businesses, successful side hustles, and surprising new careers. Tune in to discover how to turn your skills and expertise into a spinoff success. Hello and welcome back to the Spinoff Success Podcast. I'm Beth Phillips and today I'm super excited to bring you an interview with Matt McWilliams, who's otherwise known as the the affiliate marketing guy. He has a podcast, he has a YouTube channel, but what I love about uh, Matt's story is really for selfish purposes, he really illustrates um, the idea of using, um, taking a skill or expertise and leveraging it in so many different ways. So not only does he apply his marketing um, skills to promote his own business and his own products, um, but he also teaches other people how to do it, but in two different ways. So we'll get into that in the interview. I hope you enjoy it. And I hope um, if it doesn't give you ideas or sort of flip a switch for you about, oh, do I have a skill that I could use? Please check out what Matt does because I'm certain that it will give you ideas about how you can kind of pivot or jump on some, um, you know, interest that you have and create a different project or income stream or side hustle or maybe even a whole new business. Also, I hope you don't mind that I broke this into two episodes because Matt gave so much value, but I really wanted to be respectful of your time, and um, I try to make each one about 30 minutes. So you can stay tuned for part two next week. I will publish that. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Good. Well, thank you for uh, taking the time today. I know you're super, super busy, so I really appreciate it. Yeah, my my pleasure. Good. Um, so, and, and maybe I it would be best to give you a little bit of background about what m- my impression is of why you're a good fit for the show, and then we'll get right into it. Um, so, I think you came up on my radar through, and correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe um, when I signed up for Tribe Writers, and then probably. Oh, cool. Probably, like, would you been have been associated with promoting that, or maybe uh, managing affiliates for that? Yeah, I, I ran just stuff for a while. Oh, okay, good. Yep. So then my memory serves me because I think that's how I got on your email list. So nice. Okay, good. So then that uh, I'm I'm a little bit right there, and then <laughs> um, so we can talk about that, and then I really want to ask you about um, your just affiliate um, guy brand and what what rests under there so is is that cool awesome sounds Ah. great everything kind of goes back to 2002 actually really 2001 I left college Um, my dream growing up Beth was always to play professional golf and um, yeah so I went to the University of Tennessee uh, played golf there um, left there went to another school for a year 
academics really wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a lifelong learner. Yeah. I love learning. I just wasn't a big fan of academics, you know, and there, there's a difference. So for me, I've, I've never been the type who learns very well, you know, sitting in a classroom, uh, getting lectured to, you know, reading books about yeah. subjects that I really don't give a crap about. So, right. Well, let know, alone, me, I mean, like, you were probably on scholarship, but yeah. let alone paying tens of thousands of dollars for that. Yeah, you know, I I will say I did not appreciate, you know, some of what I could have done in college because, Mm -hmm. because I was on scholarship. So, I mean, you know, we weren't paying anything and, um, you know, other than gas money back and forth, (laughs) you know, a little bit, we weren't paying that much, you know? Right. And, and so I, uh, I didn't appreciate it, but, you know, I've just, I, I am a lifelong learner, just that academics weren't really my thing. So I ended up leaving midway through what I affectionately call my third sophomore year. (laughs) Um, you know, I was one of those people, I, I went into college with more college credits than I earned in my first two and a half years. Um, cause I am smart enough that I was able to get a bunch of AP credits from high school because thing about it in high school is they forced me to go. Yeah. So I might as well pay attention yeah. and I learned a lot, you know, right. and I, and I was able to get good grades. So my third sophomore year, I left, I left college, uh, turned professional, played professionally for about a year and a half and I'd injured myself my freshman year of college. Um, got two, I didn't really injure myself. It was already there. It just flared up. And it got to the point, honestly, where it was unbearable. And a uh, good friend of mine who's a doctor in North Carolina said, you know, your two choices are have surgery or quit. Wow. And I was like, you know, we're talking like three months if I have surgery. He's like two years. Oh. You'll be in cast. You will be in a – you'll be immobile for 15 months. Wow. Uh, and then, then the – uh the rehab time is at least nine months. And I just didn't feel like doing that. You wow. know, I was yeah, kind that. of burned out a little bit anyway. And mm. I just decided to go. So I went to work for my dad. We're teaching these golf schools. And mm. thing is, um, when I went to work for my dad, we're teaching these golf schools. We were doing about 10 golf schools a year, you know, three day, three day weekend, 10 a year with about three students. And mm-hmm. the money was okay. You know, they pay 2000 bucks each. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do the math on that. About 30 students a year, 60,000 yeah. bucks. My dad and I split it. I had other sources of income, but with, you know, with him and some other stuff. And, you know, I'm 22 years old making like $50,000 a year. Yeah. It's pretty good, you know, back yeah. in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided to try, I, you know, I asked him one day, what if we did, you know, I just, I was like, dad, what if we did 20 a year with, with six students? Hmm. You know, basically what if we quadrupled our income? Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he actually had to think about that because he, you know, he was, he kind of liked his lifestyle, but he said yes. So I went out and started doing marketing and this is back in 2002 and really actually late 2001. There's no opt-in, there's no email yeah. list, there's no nurture sequence, there's none of that Not stuff. And if that, you don't know what those things are, don't worry about it, guys. Plus, it's kind of hard to get an uh, like a website set up back then. Yeah. You know, it's expensive. It's all hand, and... I learned how to hand code a website, wow. basically. Uh, so I did it all myself. And basically, you came to my website after searching for something, you know, golf schools or whatever, mm-hmm. and you did one of two things. You either gave us $2,000 or you left and you never came back yeah. most likely. Oh, wow. And yet I was able to convert one-tenth of one percent of these people. Huh. I'm paying 10 cents a click. So a sale is costing me 10, maybe 20 bucks. Yeah. A $2,000 sale. So it's all profit. Yeah. It's literally, like, the margins are crazy. Were and you sure getting enough, 20 or more than 20? 
What's I was less than twenty dollars. Uh, no, a I'm sale. saying uh, uh, students. Oh. Students. Well, I'll tell you. So we ended up in. The, it took me a little bit of while to ramp that up, but in 2002, we ended up with 190 something students <laughs> going through from up from like 30. You wow. know, we ended up with the, we were we literally got to the point where we wow. had to make the decision to actually. Um, not add more because, you know, we really felt like eight students was the max for school and we didn't want to do this, you know, 40 weeks out of the year. It was just, they're exhausting. Yeah. Did you guys, were you in one location and people came to you? Yep. That's awesome. They came to us in in Pinehurst, North Carolina. And, um, the, the problem is Beth, I hated, I hated teaching golf. Mm -hmm. I grew up playing golf. I was good. I had a friend of mine and I that, uh, literally we're just texting just now and we've been friends now for uh, 25 years. And, uh, we grew up playing together every day after school. We're on the golf course together. And we used to always say that like, we never wanted to, our, our, our running joke was we never wanted to grow up teaching old ladies in purple sweaters how to play golf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now it's not an insult to old ladies in no. purple sweaters. It was actually because one day a guy that we knew who had, who was an all American in college, was teaching an old lady in a purple sweater how to play golf. Wow. So here's this dichotomy that I have. I, I loved the marketing side. I would make a sale and I would be like, yes, uh, okay. $2,000. bucks. Well, divide it in half, $1,000. You know, I was still living with my mom. I had no expenses other right. than paying her a little bit. This is all like banked money, yeah. you know? I mean, right. I had, I, I'm 22 with an IRA, you know, yeah, and awesome. like maxed out and everything. It was, it was really cool. The lifestyle was great, mm-hmm. but I hated the teaching. So I would be like, oh, yay, oh crap, I have to teach this person. So sure enough, um, one day about a 72 year old lady in a lavender sweater rolls up to the practice tee and I had one of those flip phones with like the 0.2 megapixel camera and I kind of like took a picture without saying anything making it too obvious and I sent it I sent it to my friend Hunter that you know the one I had grown oh. up with and I just said dude my life is over <laughs> you know That's I have sold out so every, you know funny. kill me now and he responds back like any good male friend here's the thing Beth you know this a good female friend will will wrap their virtual around you and say oh honey I'm so sorry <laughs> um Hunter being a man responds with haha sucks to be you <laughs> and so that was kind of the beginning and the end thankfully my dad fired me oh, because okay. He knew I was miserable, and as a result of being miserable, I sucked at what I did. Oh, yeah. The marketing part was great, but he knew that I didn't really want to keep marketing this, so he freed me. You know, yeah. and you know, he knew he knew my financial situation. He knew that I could, I mean, I could live for three years yeah. without working. I wasn't you know leaving his son destitute, and you know, he just said, "Hey, that was you know like what? a gift you, to you, really." You need to go do something else. So, I loved that marketing stuff, and I I went off and. Uh, I'd already actually picked up a few clients doing web design before, you know, that, that winter when things were slow. Yeah. So I had a portfolio of web design stuff. I loved the marketing stuff. And, and Hunter called me one day, uh, again, at that point, you know, we'd been friends for about a decade. He called me and said, I have this idea. And that idea to fast forward was what led me getting into internet marketing as it is today, getting into affiliate wow. management and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, the rest, as they say, is, you know, quote unquote history. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that's a great story. I didn't know that about you, but I totally relate to it because my husband is a teaching um, tennis professional. 
Oh, wow. Okay, where? Yeah, at? Uh, he teaches in Pittsburgh. It's uh, at a private club here. But then as a result of that, my kids have played and my son, he now plays um, tennis at Cleveland State University. And so he's spending his summers, past three summers, teaching tennis. And he's good at it and he likes it. And he's now, he's sort of tempted to, and he, he's majoring in business or marketing or whatever, yeah. Yeah. but the money is really tempting for young people, um, you know, compared to people his age, he, he makes really good money. And yeah. I'm just like praying that he doesn't kind of get sucked into that, um, for the same reason, he would be so bored if he had to teach like ladies leagues or, you know, now he gets to teach kids and he has fun. And my, that's my husband's specialty, too. He likes um, teaching developing juniors and that sort of thing. Um, so I really relate to your feelings stuck in the, in the teaching. Yeah, I mean, I was pro world. I, I was 20. The day my dad was day after my birthday and I had mm -hmm. turned 24. Um I mean, my, you know, my birthday is June 30th, so it was smack dab in the middle of the year. Mm -hmm. And my income from, you know, going back one year was almost, was just under $200,000. Wow. I mean, again, at my age, living with my mom, yeah. uh, I mean, when my dad fired me, I had, you know, Dave Ramsey suggest a three to six month emergency mm -hmm. fund. I mean, when, when he fired me, I had like a three to six year emergency wow. fund. Well, that's good you know, because so, it gave you choices and some. It did, you know. It did, but it, you know, like you were saying, I, I did get sucked into that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't admit that I was miserable. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't admit that because, you know, every day almost, we'd get another, you know, yeah. a little ding, and it's like, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like heroin, kind of. I would imagine Heck I've yeah. never done it, thankfully. Yeah. But, you know, it's that adrenaline rush of getting that sale and going, man, a thousand bucks. Like, Not because only, I, yeah. you know, I remembered what it was like when I had a part time job in college and I made like a thousand dollars for the summer. For the whole summer. I know. <laughs> well, know? not only that, Matt. And I but was like, I just made that in like a day. You know, and so not, it was you, hard. You sound like uh, such a good guy that if you're whining about, this cushy job that you have, you, you know, you feel like a jerk. Are you there? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, I know exactly what you're saying because it was like, it was like, wow, you know, this is long before hashtag first world problems because they're <laughs> right. we still call it the pound sign back then. Um, yeah, but yeah, you know, so I don't want to, I, I hope I don't come across that way because not at the all point, the lesson I had somebody, you know, I told that story recently and they're like, you mean to tell me you were complaining about your client? And I was like, no, the, the lesson here is, that I very well could have kept doing that sure. for five, six, seven more years, been a multimillionaire yeah. and hated what I was doing. Here's the thing. This is the key takeaway here. Mm -hmm. I wasn't serving those people at the highest level. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not, I'm not suggesting I stole from them. No. I do believe they got a return on their investment, but they were not getting, you know, the best of, of me. And so it's the same thing that we went through. About three, well, four years ago, uh, we were in such high demand for our affiliate management services uh -huh. uh, that we actually ended up with 12 clients. Uh -huh. And we could have had another 100 if we'd said yes to everybody, but yeah. we ended up saying no to most. We had 12 clients. Well, each of them is doing the average big promo last two and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. The average on-ramp time before that promo was six months long. Mm -hmm. 
that means that at any given time, we're balancing between six and eight clients on a daily basis. Wow. Five of us, right? I mean, in this, you know, and I'm the face of the company. And so mm-hmm. we're balancing those. At any given time, their, their big launches are, there's a week off between them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they would literally be like, one would end on Friday, another would start on Monday. Okay. And when we're in the big promos, my life is a little bit helter skelter. Oh yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's out of balance. You know, we talk about work life balance. Well, to me, work life balance means that I might like work like crazy for a week and I'm off the next week. You know, yeah. it means I might, you know, I might wake up at six on Wednesday and work through dinner mm-hmm. and barely. Sits, and then the next day we're at the zoo the whole day, you yeah. know, that that's what my profession lends itself to. It's not, you know, work-life balance is not nine to five, nine to six every day. And, you know, I yeah. always have get my two weeks of vacation. That's not work-life balance for me. The point is when we had those back-to-back-to-back-to-back launches, uh-huh. we could not sustain it. And so I said we were doing a disservice to 12 clients because mm-hmm. what we have is 12 people who are getting 80%, yeah, yeah. 70 or 80%. We need to free, you know, five of those. So that's what we did. We got rid of five, dropped down to seven. We realized now we're giving seven about 95%. Oh, so we need to drop down to five. And now okay. we need to go down to five. And so now what we have done, I know this is something you want to talk about today, is it's yes. just the evolution of our businesses. When we first started, client was 99% of our business. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the other percent was. I'm just assuming there was something. Yeah. <laughs> it was 100% of our business. We've actually evolved to where client is a is a is now less than twenty percent of our business, and okay. it was a, it was a slow evolution. It was an intentional evolution because we realized that we were never going to build up the side of our business that we wanted to build up, which was the side where we, you know, spend more time doing consulting and actually spending you know five to eight hours helping people learn what we know, yeah. not actually doing it, and yeah. courses and products where we teach people you know, how to make money online. And yeah. so it's just that evolution. It, and it was hard. It was hard to just say, gosh, you know, the admission is we're, we're not giving, we're not serving people at our highest level. And the only way to serve people at our highest level is to reduce the number of clients. And of mm-hmm. course the initial fears, you know, 12 people paying us roughly on average, say $40,000 a year. If we drop down to seven, well now we're only making 280. Yeah. That's a $200,000 reduction in our, you know, yeah, that's actually, a big uh, risk. You know, that's a a tough decision to make. We had seven people from which we made about 60 to 70,000. It was actually almost a revenue neutral decision. Because you could dedicate more time to them. Yeah. And and it's, it's interesting because what we, and then when we dropped, ironically, when we dropped down to five, Mm -hmm. we made more money than we did with seven. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Because now we're giving, we're performing at such a high level. So then they do better and then you do better as a result. Yep, we've dropped okay. down to two. When you and made the that, are with those two. Yeah, we're probably going to make only about twenty percent less than we did with five. Yeah, from clients. But now we have so many other revenue streams because we have it's freed us up to have our own products. Yeah. Uh, we make a lot more money off those than we do from clients. So, yeah. Yeah, so I just want to um, because I I kind of know what you're talking about because I have that familiarity with um, you know how I got introduced to your name through, um, I bought, uh, tribe writers, I think Jeff Goins course. And I think I signed up for their, uh, the affiliate 
promotion pro- product or the the program, and that's mm-hmm. where you came in. So you, you, I think you were managing that. So you were managing uh, um, big affiliate launches for um, big clients. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, we've worked okay. with you know Jeff, Michael Hyatt, Ray Edwards, Brian Tracy, Lewis Howes, uh, Shark Tanks, okay. Kevin Harrington. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean we've worked with a lot of awesome yeah. people. Our niche or niche, depending upon if you're French or not, is um, you know kind of in the online marketing world. Yeah. You know, um, helping entrepreneurs and you know in businesses. Um, you know, to market their products, their services, yeah. and so that's our niche. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were working with those clients and that helped build our business. The cool sure. thing about working with clients, I'll say is, um, I had, a one of the guys that works with us, you know, when we decided this year to drop from five to two, mm-hmm. um, which now again has allowed us to really hone in and work on our products. Yeah. You know, so we're still doing a big promotion every three months. Oh, Okay. For but one or the other, like one yep. client or the other. Okay. Well, literally, we'll alternate. And so the cool thing about that is, from a lifestyle perspective, is I'll never forget the feeling in March and April. Yeah. When there was nothing I had to do any any day of the week, there was stuff I had to do to get ready for our launch at the end of May into uh-huh. June. But it was like this weird feeling of wait a minute. You know, when uh, my wife called me, or you know, when my wife called me, I was like, "You want to go to lunch?" I'm like, "Yep." That's that's kind of nice so, that you can appreciate that and, and yeah. sort of take advantage of it, you know. And so there was there was that, but I remember one of uh, one of the guys that I work with. He was like, "Man, so good not to have all these clients anymore." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute! <laughs> First of all, they paid your they paid for you the past couple of years, mm-hmm. you know. So let's not do. It. But second of all, the cool thing about working with clients is essentially it was like a paid internship, a highly paid internship yeah. because you know well, it while made you an expert. While we're making a you know a ton of money and doing a great service for them and helping them, we were learning some of the stuff that we weren't experts on, like customer service and yeah. um, some of the nitty gritty details of you know behind the scenes. And so when we did our launch, most mm-hmm. people when you do a first launch, you know you're lucky to crack you know ten twenty thousand dollars, and it you don't, we don't run it very well. Yeah, you know just because understandably, you know, yeah. For us, it wasn't. It was like well, we've done this forty or fifty times. Yeah, this is pretty easy. You know, ended up being nearly a half million dollar launch, and That's you know, awesome. it was a lot of fun because it was like we were taking all these lessons we learned over the years. We got to practice, and so it went smooth. Yeah, cool. And that was really powerful for us. I, I want to remember to ask you when you dial. We decided to dial back from twelve clients to seven, then to five, then to two. Did you when you f- did the first kind of cut? Did you have to change um, the model? Like, were they pay, your clients paying you a flat fee for the service, or were you always um, sort of making a commission or an affiliate? Um, yeah. Income? What we get in a monthly retainer from our clients is a tiny fraction of um, of what we make in a year. Um, it's mostly percentage. Now, there's a couple reasons why we charge a, a retainer. One, um, it kind of weeds out the serious players from yeah. the not so serious. When we were yeah. first getting started, and we were getting approached left and right. Uh-huh. Um, that was my weed out. Like, if you're not willing to pay us 2500 bucks a great. month, we're not working together. Yeah. Like, that's and great. I would have people push back and say, well, okay, no. Yeah. No, so you've already answered my question about yeah. whether or not we're going to work together. Yeah. So that was it, it also shows your value, too. You know, yeah. that, that makes them value you more. Um, so. um, 
so yeah, the percentage, what we did in our contracts, just to get into that, um, in our contract, we have what's known as a one year tail. That means if, if the client were to terminate the contract early, mm-hmm. um, we're going to get our, our commissions for the next year. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. so it, it, it prevented anybody. And again, it's one of those things. If you're not willing to agree to that, I'm going to find we're just not going to work together. Uh, that's, you know, that's, um, that's pretty you have key. to be willing as somebody who's doing client work. One of the hardest things is you got to be willing to walk away. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be willing to say, listen, these are our terms. You know, if, if you're not, if you're not going to agree to them, well, we're just not going to work together. Right. And you don't have to be a jerk about it. It's just more of a, you know, listen, these are, you know, these are fair terms. Yeah. We're providing a ton of value. And if, right. if you were to cancel this and then not pay us for the next year, uh, we've missed out on a large, you know, you're going to get that income and we're not. Yeah, so yeah, because just the, the way uh, of yeah, the that sales out. come in even after your launch. Yep is done. Um, so. as many as 50% of the sales from a particular promotion will happen in the future <laughs> over the course of the next couple of years. Oh, wow. So we're going to get screwed on that essentially. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, that was part of it. Now, when we ended them early, well, actually we didn't end any early. We just let them expire was oh, really okay. what it amounted to. So again, we knew it was costing us money yeah. in the short term. Cause like, well, we could keep working with them and getting paid. Um, they weren't very difficult conversations, but you know, four of the five that we dropped were, I mean, they were friends, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I had to have a difficult conversation with them and help them, you know, and one of the ways that we were able to do that was, um, you know, again, we do have some consulting packages and I said, Hey, I, I will help you find somebody mm-hmm. that's in house. I will help, you know, for a fee, you know, I will help yeah. train them. Um, we'll give them, you know, here, give them access to our course that trains, you know, trains them and made recommendations on what they should do next. We made sure that, um, you know, we told the affiliates on our terms. And so they heard it from us just for their sake, you know, what was happening. So it wasn't just one of these, like, what did happen to them? (laughs) You know, this is weird. You know, Matt, did you leave? But no, we made sure everybody knew everything was, you know, copacetic. Everything was on good terms. And, um, you know, so they, they were hard conversations. They weren't conversations I enjoyed having, mm-hmm. but they were, you know, as, uh, Henry cloud, Dr. Henry cloud say there, and it was a necessary ending, Yeah. you know? And so it's just a matter really of how you handle those situations. And I feel like the only thing that we probably, um, in retrospect, you know, could have done differently. I, I wish we had done it was foresaw that that was going to happen. Yeah. And probably with some of the latter clients that we picked up who also inevitably ended up usually being the first ones we dropped was, I see. um, I think we probably could have had some conversations to say, Hey, just to be clear, this is a one-time deal. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but you I know, we didn't know at the time and you know, and yeah. hindsight is always twenty twenty. So. Let me ask you this. Um, so one of the reasons, um, I, I'm just wondering if a person who kind of gets into um, a, a, an affiliate program like I did, do you mm-hmm. feel like just about anybody can promote products? So, you know, if, if somebody's listening to this, they're probably not going to say, oh, I could be a, an expert in affiliate marketing, but I might find a product that, um, you know, I use 
and I write a little bit or I could promote it. And because I've had, I, I stumbled onto an affiliate situation just partly because I bought this product for my son to help him, um, study for the SAT. And then as yeah. soon as I used this, the coupon code from the article that I originally, like I did some more research and then I went back and found the coupon code and used it. And I thought, oh, I totally think this is probably an affiliate situation. So I Googled, you know, the course and affiliate plan. Sure enough, they had this, you know, ambassador program. So I signed up for it. So I feel like there are things like that for anybody, um, oh, and, yeah. and, you know, and, and, and I'm just wondering if from your perspective, do you, is part of what you do under the affiliate guy, um, just show people different ways that they can become an affiliate. Cause I know one aspect of what you do is to show people how to, like, if I make information products, how to manage affiliates. Um, but I'm wondering if yeah. you, if that's part of what, um, you do as the affiliate guys teach mm -hmm. people how to be effective affiliates. Yeah. About 70% of our content is focused on being an affiliate. Okay. Um, about 30% is focused on, on running affiliate programs. I mean, our, our target audience is beginning to intermediate platform builders, bloggers, podcasters, okay. um, YouTubers, you know, that maybe teaching them how to make money online. Yeah. And so the thing about affiliate marketing is affiliate marketing, um, you know, in essence has been around since the dawn of time. It just mm -hmm. wasn't called affiliate marketing and there wasn't technology behind it. But if you look at it, it's essentially what you described, Beth. Here's a product, a service, or a person I really like. I would like to tell people about this product, service, or person. Yeah. And then that product, service, or person rewards me for telling people about it. Mm -hmm. And I make a percentage of the sale. All we've done in the modern age in the last, you know, 20 years is add a technological component to that, which tracks things using, you know, cookies and, yeah. you know, IP tracking and, and things like that. That's all we've done. Right. But yeah. I believe I'm, – I'm a huge believer in affiliate marketing because when you're starting out, when you're, you know, beginning or like I said, maybe intermediate blogger or podcaster or whatever, the biggest problem that most people have when they're starting out – I've been there as well – is monet you know monetizing mm -hmm. it's it's actually making money because our audience is small and they're new and we don't know what they want we don't know what products they'll buy so we do one of two things we either create a we either create nothing because we don't know what to create so mm -hmm. that's not a really good way to make money or we go out and we create this product we put our heart and soul into it maybe you spend 100 hours 200 hours i know what it's like creating a course for example it's a multi 100 hour yeah. process you pour your heart and soul into creating this product and then Two people buy yeah, it, right? right. You know, yeah. so let's say for two ninety seven. Yeah, you made six hundred bucks and you spent three hundred hours. Yeah, uh, that's two dollars an hour. Yeah, that is, a, that is like not a very good return, at least in the United, you know, in the Western world, right? And and so that's what we do. And so now we're dejected, and we just and people end up giving up. And so mm -hmm. I've seen this happen time and time again, where people just give up because they're not monetizing. And so the cool thing about affiliate marketing is. It allows you to get started monetizing. Mm -hmm. It allows you to use other people's products to monetize your platform. It allows you to not only get an income from that, which can be, you know, not making huge promises, but can be into the thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. When you're starting out, you're probably not going to make $10,000 a month, but you can make mm -hmm. a couple thousand dollars a month, which is a great start. Especially starting as a side out, hustle. You're saying somebody starting out can, can do that. Absolutely. Wow. And, 
tons of our students have done. It happens all the time. Some of them, you know, they might, their first month, they might make 80 bucks and the next month they make 300 and then it's 700, you know, and Mm. then it's a couple thousand and there'll be blips in the radar. And we've had students in their second month make, you know, $2,000 and the next month they make 1100. But it's starting out, it it, it just, it shifts the mindset is the big thing. You have a totally different mindset as a business owner. Yeah. And you have to remember, if you are starting a platform, you are a business owner. Yeah. You run a business. Businesses, by definition, make money. Mm-hmm. If you aren't making money, you don't have a business, you have an expensive hobby. Mm-hmm. So you start out and you're starting to make money. Now you're learning how to sell. You're learning, you know, when, when do I promote this and how do I warm my audience up and what language do I use? And you're going to screw a lot of stuff up. Here's the thing. You're going to screw up promoting other people's products. Yeah. No risk. You're going to screw up when, you know, something's not going to work and you learn that they're not interested in this topic because part of it is your audience will say, I really want to learn about topic A, B, and C, but they will only have a financial transactions for topics A and B. Okay. You know, and so there's things like I want to learn about, but I'm probably not going to buy a product Mm -hmm. personally. And then there are things where it's like, I would rather not read your blog post and watch your videos. Can you please just tell me how to spend a thousand dollars to solve (laughs) the problem? Yeah. Well, clearly you are the expert in all this stuff. I'm so, I'm so happy to talk to you, but if somebody wants to find, you know, your courses and find out more about affiliate um, marketing or managing their own program, where's the best place um, to find you? Yeah. Go to mattmcwilliams.com. There are two things on there that I I would encourage you to check out. If you want to learn how to make money um, from affiliate marketing, actually, if you want to learn how to make money from affiliate marketing, go to mattmcwilliams.com forward slash quick start. Okay. That's our quick start guide to, you know, start making money with affiliate marketing. It's literally exactly what it says. It's the quick start guide. Mm-hmm. All right. It's step one, step two, step three. Uh, we use the acronym start to walk you through step by step on how to get started. Okay. And then uh, if you want to learn how to run an affiliate program, you want to start learning where to find the right affiliates because that's the first step mm-hmm. in, you know, starting an affiliate program. Yeah. Uh, go to mattmcwilliams.com forward slash first 100. So f- F I R S T one zero zero. And, uh, I'll show you how to get your first 100 affiliates on board. Okay, cool. And I'm going to recommend, um, your podcast, the affiliate guy. It's excellent. Yeah, and it's, look that up in iTunes or yeah. wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, and it's great. And you also have a YouTube channel, correct? We do the affiliate guide.tv. Okay. So Perfect. if you go there, you can watch, we've got them organized and some different playlists already organized for you there. Uh, based on where you're at. So if you're literally like, I don't even know what affiliate marketing is, but it sounds great. Go watch our affiliate freedom series. And we describe like just little bits of affiliate marketing. Go watch our beginner series. If you're like, I know what affiliate marketing is. I want to start an affiliate. We've got a a video series there for you as well. So um, yeah, the affiliate guide.tv. Yeah. And we'll, I'll put links to all that in the show notes. So I am so happy to talk to you. You're clearly totally lit up with this stuff. I mean, oh, yeah, you're I so it. enthusiastic, so I'm super glad your dad fired you. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Dad. Yeah, well, thanks uh, so much for taking the time, and I'll um, shoot you a link when this is ready. Thanks, Beth. Uh, thanks Take a lot, care. Matt. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes at spinoffsuccess.com, where you'll find all the links and any resources mentioned on today's episode. Subscribe on Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast player. The show is now available on Spotify and Google Podcasts, so you can check it out there as well. 
And I'd really appreciate if you leave a rating and review. It helps others find the show and it helps out the show in general. Finally, I have one more favor. If you or someone you know has a spinoff success story that you think would inspire others or just be interesting to the audience in general, shoot me an email at beth at spinoffsuccess.com and you can either leave me a link to uh, the work that you're doing, maybe a company that you started, or just tell me a little bit about your spinoff success. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.